I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, my name is Lou. I was born in Beijing, but grew up in the United States and Canada. My family moved to Auburn, Alabama in the mid-90s. Growing up, Lou Han was an overachiever who made it her mission to get involved at school. I was in all the AP classes, had perfect attendance, played flute in the marching band, and gave the morning announcements over the PA. But out of everything Lou got involved in, one extracurricular activity stood above the rest. I was in most of the clubs, but government became my passion. I was part of the Model UN team. My teen idols at the time were typical. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, (laughs) Madeleine Albright, Janet Reno, and Hillary Rodham Clinton. And just like her idols, when it came to her political ambitions, nothing was going to distract her. Well, almost nothing. Although I was very passionate about mock government, I was also a girl who crushed a lot. Looking back, my diary reads like a cross between House of Cards and Pride and Prejudice. So, here goes. From PRX and Radiotopia, I'm Neil, and this is Mortified. Today on the show, one student navigates life in a mock republic. And later, another student navigates life in the Czech Republic. Once again, Lou. September 30th. 1994. This girl, Jana, on our Model UN team is so bossy. I went to the library and researched Spain by myself. At Carrie's house, when we discussed Model UN, Jana took over. I was so pissed. October 3rd, 1994. I was introduced to many of my elders in marching band. My friend, Steve, messed with me a lot. Touched my hair, flirted during drilling. He called me his personal band camp sex toy. (laughs) December 6, 1994. Mike, a junior, is a wrestler. He likes to eat Nutrigrain bars. He talked to me after school. I also went to introduce myself to Al, also a junior. I went to shake his hand, but he said to me, put my hand down, everyone knows Lou. Hmm. Lisa and I took a power walk. 
we talked about guys masturbation, tugging. It was just like Seinfeld. <laughs> Soon it was the first Sadie Hawkins dance. I had my sights on August, a super artistic accordion playing senior. As a freshman, this was a serious reach on my part. March 6, 1995. I asked August to the dance. Can you believe what that son of a bitch said? Could you wait? What the? I want to ask other people. God, I'm so pissed. I'm going to cry. I paid for Mike to get into the dance. The dance was a flop. Mike is real sweet. Nice package on him. <laughs> Toward the end of freshman year, I went to um, Model UN where my team represented Spain. April 26, 1995. Model UN is so confusing. Our committee was totally screwed up. But my resolution passed. I got to bring it to the General Assembly. On the way home, the girls had a big talk about Jimmy, the French horn player who works at Subway. <laughs> He's so fine. I think I'm after him. August 2nd, 1995. Band was good. I wore my hair in cornrows. <laughs> Jimmy actually touched my arm today. I'm working on the piccolo solo in Going Down Gambling. <laughs> my small Model UN victory fanned my political ambitions. My freshman year, I joined the government club, which sent a yearly delegation to the YMCA Youth Legislature Conference in the state capital, Montgomery. But by sophomore year, I was an alternate in the Senate. Um, I was determined, so I made a poster in the shape of a yield sign that I'd wave over my head to get people to yield their time to me. It was pathetic. It worked. I got a lot of speaking time on the floor. Here's an entry from that conference from spring 1996. The Senate was so cool. I had a shitty seat in the back couch, but I talked on almost every bill. At the banquet, I won outstanding statesman of the Senate. I'm going to nationals. Me and David, peanut butter boy, got very close. We ate lunch and dinner together. I never mentioned David again. Um, I was going places. I didn't have time to be weighed down by peanut butter romances. The summer after sophomore year, I was chosen to attend the National Affairs Conference where various states send their youth delegates nerds. Um, we debated resolutions in the General Assembly. Around this time, I was also forming an exploratory committee for youth governor, the highest youth government office in my state. I waged a fierce campaign throughout my junior year. My slogan was, Luhan, imagine the possibilities. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was too busy running my campaign to write much in my diary. Um, it paid off in spring 1997. I was elected youth governor of the state of Alabama. No. A few months later, I went to the governor's conference in Washington, D.C., where um, the youth governors went to church with the first family, and we got to tour the White House uh, with Hillary Clinton, who had just published It Takes a Village. My senior was a blur of tests, mock trial, mock legislature. Um, the youth governor doesn't usually participate in the mock trial weekend, but I couldn't resist the opportunity to go up against our arch rival, Montgomery Academy one last time. January 26, 1998. Judicial weekend happened really, really fast. I impeached three witnesses. 
I guess I was really appealing compared to those cocky Montgomery Academy bitches. Not satisfied with state-level politics, I had also applied to the William Randolph Hearst Youth Senate program and was chosen as one of the two youth senators for another week-long trip in DC. If anyone is wondering, I made sure my political conferences were excused absences that would not wreck my otherwise perfect school attendance. So, March 1st, 1998. Everyone at the conference is very nice. The program is so organized. I met cool guys, in particular, Youth Senators Mark, Texas, Bill, Nevada, <laughs> Susan Collins, one of the actual senators from Maine, <laughs> was at dinner, extremely nice, feminist. Two days later, we, uh, I wrote, we had lunch at a very nice Benjamin Franklin restaurant. There was a surprise chocolate mousse under the flowers, but I and everyone else thought the surprise was going, was going to be Madeleine Albright. We talked to Attorney General Reno this morning. She was so cool. <laughs> we watched a really boring session of Senate. The night was totally awesome and casual. We all ended up playing a finger game to see how much a group of us had had sexual contact. <laughs> After a brief stint as a fake senator, I returned to the governor's office. Romantically, I had my eyes on Thad, an ambitious delegate from Mobile. We started lobbying the YMCA for a trip to the Texas Youth Legislature Program as ambassadors. March 20th, 1998. My day began early with a government officer meeting. It was a fast-paced day where everything got done, but only halfway decently. You know, like real government. The Texas trip is looking iffy. We need a sponsor. I've been talking to Thad a great deal. He is so smart and observant. He told me all these things I could have improved on during my campaign. Wow, Thad is very intimidating. <laughs> Together, Thad and I were a political powerhouse. Our relentless lobbying worked, and we went to Texas a week later. March 27, 1998. Texas Youth Le Legislature was a blast. That conference was confusing. They had a lot of formalities, which I wasn't used to. I saw my former crush, Jason, Oklahoma youth governor. I kind of felt bad because I ignored Jason to be with Thad. By the end of the trip, me and Thad discussed hooking up, but we didn't. <laughs> my final entry is from April 3rd, 1998, my last week as the youth governor of Alabama. My week went by quickly. Electoral college went so well. My chiefs of staff, Kelly and Lisa, helped me so much. The governor's gala was awesome. At my closing speech, I thought I did a good job saying what needed to be said about everyone who helped me. Thad and I drove back to Auburn. We went to a frat party. I feel, though, that Thad and I have lost that love and feeling. <laughs> so <laughs> I gave up my political ambitions when I went to college. I look back very fondly, though, at my high school years. We were all idealistic overachievers who wanted to make the world a better place. Today, I'm a lawyer. I'm still friends with a lot of the people that I mention in those diaries, believe it or not. <laughs> my youth governor campaign slogan is still relevant, only now I can imagine the possibilities of having our first female president. Thank you. That was Lou Han at a Mortified event in Chicago. 
When I was 17, I decided to go on a Rotary Youth Exchange. And the way this works is you say, I would like to go study abroad for a year. And Rotary says, okay, we will tell you where you are gonna go. Like lots of teenagers, Jesse was excited for the chance to get away from home. So they came to me and said, you are going to the Czech Republic. And I said, I'm sorry, where? (laughs) But his journey would take him thousands of miles away. I couldn't have found the Czech Republic on a map when I found out. So my family was going through a lot of turmoil at the time. My parents, as good Catholics, had had four kids. However, as bad Catholics, they were going through a nasty divorce and they were both seeing new people. So my dad had a new girlfriend, a born-again Christian, and my mom also had a new girlfriend. So, and it was my, uh, my mom's girlfriend that got me my first journal. I'd never written down my thoughts before. So I got my journal and I said goodbye to my high school sweetheart, Katie. And uh, I got on the plane to the Czech Republic. My great adventure has finally started. I said my goodbyes, and now I head off in search of something different. Saying my goodbyes was difficult, especially when it came to Katie. I'm not sure how much I'm going to miss her. (laughs) While in the Czech Republic, my goals include improving my body and my voice. (laughs) By the time I return, I want to be respected and admired for these two qualities. Today was my first day of school. At first, I was afraid. But once I got there, it wasn't that bad. I was surprised to see that many of the same games go on. Passing notes, giggling, etc. There's some very hot girls. And I think the fact that I'm foreign and from America is a bonus. Dear Journal, I learned how to swing dance. A girl taught me and I was surprised at how easy it was. I did a lot of moves that I thought I would never learn. Besides that, I also learned how to samba. A Brazilian girl named Juliana is teaching me. Dear Journal, I got a letter from Katie today. Upon reading it, I became so incredibly homesick. It was the first time that I felt that homesick. I'm straining to accustom myself to the large amount of time that I'm spending alone. Although I know this will help me meet some personal goals, I find it very tiring. I just finished a really long letter to Katie. I really miss her. I feel the beginning of homesickness. It is very difficult. Tomorrow, I have a date with that Janetta girl. (laughs) She's not that pretty, but she has a really good smile. (laughs) Dear Journal, I went out with Janetta today. It turns out she broke all her front teeth. which makes her completely unattractive. (laughs) We played pool, which was fun, but it was obvious to us both the fact that she... 
the fact that she'd broken her teeth. <laughs> Meant that we would not get together. Still, I will try to keep her as a friend. <laughs> Even though I regret kissing her. <laughs> Dear Journal, Mom called. She's dramatic as ever. I actually didn't want to talk to her. Tomorrow, I'll call Rachel and the rest of the family. After I got off the phone, I cried in my host mother's arms. Hannah is like, is like the mom I never had. She helped me out and tried to make me feel better. Dear Journal, well, diary, what am I going to do? I need a girl. I just can't go on without one. I'm so bored and horny. <laughs> I can't go see Juliana because of the snow. I'm too chicken shit to talk to Clara. Plus, she's always, she's always with so many people. I'm depressed. I hate feeling like this. Got a letter from Katie today. I miss her. I feel that if she were here, there wouldn't be anything I couldn't do. No one here is my friend like she is. I miss having a friend like that. Dear Journal, well, I've been here three months, and finally, I am living like a Czech. <laughs> My new host family and I went into their sauna without clothes. <laughs> I sat there with my new host, father and mother, both naked. <laughs> and then we jumped into a cold pool then stretched out on some big chairs. <laughs> Dear Journal, shame. I'm in England, and I just admitted that I'm still a virgin. The pressure I feel for not having had sex is so incredible. I just can't explain how I feel. Angry, upset, embarrassed, like I'm not a man. I look back at all the times I could have had sex and I wish I did. I don't know why I held out. For what? Now, I'm so kept up I could explode. <laughs> I just want to do it and get it over with. Now, I'm so old, it's an embarrassment. <sighs> Most of all, I feel like I'm somehow not a man. I feel like I don't fit in. All I want is Juliana. That scares me. And I hate England. Ten minutes later, I'm fine with who I am. In reality, I have very few problems. Most of these English people can fuck off. I know I'll have a better, funner, happier life than any of them. They should all be pitied. And I'm glad I haven't had sex. This way, I have less baggage. 
I'll probably do it with Juliana, and that'll be just fine. I stuck to my guns for my own reasons. Good for me. Dear Journal, I've been thinking about things I want to do with my life. How important is it for me to make a stamp on history? I don't know. I'd be happy with a wife, kids, and a normal job. The main struggle is whether or not I want to be great. <laughs> Dear Journal, I went to Prague to see Juliana. It was great to see her. I got her a flower for her name day and gave her the Brazilian candy. We went back to the hotel. Juliana went and had a shower. I went back and bought some condoms and went to my room. <laughs> I was really nervous, and at first we just couldn't do it. Then she told me to relax, and it didn't work again. <laughs> so we stopped for a while. She said that we couldn't do it because her body wasn't ready for it anymore. I said okay, and then all of a sudden she said, "Let's do it." So we did, and it worked. We traveled all over the bed, but it worked. I also found that at times I could barely feel anything. Sometimes I wonder if, when I was circumcised, I was in some way damaged, and I don't feel as much. But the end of it was really cool—the way she scratched my back and pulled me into her drove me crazy. It was actually a lot better than I thought it would be. <laughs> After we went and washed off and then slept together, it was really nice. Dear journal, I spoke with Dad last night. He sounded a lot better than the others. <laughs> He said I could stay in his new apartment when I get home. That would be great. I'm wondering about ways to make money. I am not going back to lifeguarding. <laughs> I need to find something different. I might think about doing magic. <laughs> Either that, or I could earn money in a band. I'm too smart to be poor. <laughs> Dear journal, I miss choir so much it makes me sick. I also had fish head soup today. It was really good. Besides that, I went and, and saw Les Misérables. The movie was so bad. It was as if no one had read the book. They completely missed the point of Jean Valjean. Basically, left out the life of the book. I was so mad at the end. I wanted to scream at the people who made the film. Later, we went to the Weed King. We smoked about three and a half joints and were fucked up. <laughs> I really felt it after the fourth puff. My knees curved in. My eyelids cramped. I can't really say that I really like weed. I don't understand why people like this stuff. Anyways, I'm glad that I didn't like it. But my eyes feel like butterflies. <laughs> Dear journal, I'm scared I might be slipping into depression. I know that I can overcome anything. 
I think now I'm starting to feel homesick. But when I think of what I'd do if I was home, I think that I might act the same. I don't know. I have everything. There really is no reason to be sad. Everyone except my parents is helping me out. I look good, I'm smart, talented, and I'm in love with Juliana. I'm glad I have this book. I only need to write my thoughts and then I'm fine. No matter what happens, I always have myself. And so far, and so far nothing has come that can defeat me. Dear Journal, I just finished a long conversation with Juliana. I have two resolutions. One, to never talk about how good slash bad I am. Two, not to talk about sex with her so much. <laughs> Dear Journal, I have not been writing lately. The truth is, I'm happy. The reason for my happiness is that I'm going home soon. The joy of going home has overtaken the bad weather. The truth is, I only have two friends in the whole city. Yesterday, I rode bikes with Marek. We rode out to the Charna and swam around, then came back. It was fun. I'm also realizing how fast my time with Juliana is running out. I can't believe I'm not going to see her that much more. But I'm going to make a real effort to learn Portuguese and go see her in Brazil. Dear Journal, I'm surprised to find myself looking forward to having kids. All the problems in my family, instead of turning me off the family life, have somehow made me want to prove that it can be done. <laughs> Now, I can't wait to have a family, because I know my family will be good. I know that if me and my wife have problems, we'll talk it out instead of all this bullshit that mom and dad are doing. I wonder what my wife will be like. I think pretty and smart. <laughs> Dear Journal, I only have one and a half weeks left here. I look back over my year, and I wonder about it. I must admit that I had fun. So what now is the question. What will I do? I decided that being a producer slash director would be a really ideal career for me. <laughs> I just have to figure out how I'm going to get there. I'll have to make myself a list of things to work on when I get home. I think breakdancing, <laughs> gymnastics, and of course, martial arts. <laughs> These will keep me in shape and add skills. I think a journal would be essential to keeping myself focused. I also think I look in the mirrors too often. I do it at least 15 times a day. Too much. What am I looking at? Looking at myself won't make me look any better. It would be nice to ride to the top on good looks, but it won't happen. <laughs> so I walked away this year having had sex for the first time with a beautiful woman. I smoked marijuana. I ordered beer. I went to a foreign country by myself, learned to speak a foreign language, took karate, danced in a disco, directed a choir. All these things I did by myself. I went into this year a child. I know now that anything is possible. Pretty cool when I think about it. I wonder how things will be when I get back to America. How mom and dad will be. What about Katie, who wrote me and then stopped? Where will I live? I don't know. What will I do? I just don't know. That was Jesse Blanchard at a Mortified event in Portland, Oregon. And this concludes today's episode, where we learned when preparing for life as a foreign exchange student, 
there are some situations you simply cannot pack for. My new host family and I went into their sauna without clothes. <laughs> Everything shared on today's show was true. No embellishing, no exaggerating, just God-given awkwardness. And if you're craving more mortification, today's episode pairs nicely with episode 38, Kids on the Campaign Trail, and episode 9, Gringo of the Year. Find the full list at getmortified.com slash podcast. And did you know we make stuff other than this podcast? Well, we do. Visit GetMortified.com to get your hands on great Mortified gifts like our three books, our t-shirts, or even our super fun party game, I Can't Believe I Did That. And if you're a parent or educator, we've also made two seasons of a podcast for kids 9 to 13 called Ooh, You're in Trouble. They're filled with amazing stories designed to make kids laugh and think. For companies wishing to support our podcast while reaching kajillions of listeners with just remarkable taste, email sponsor Radiotopia.fm. This series is a big team effort. Our podcast production team for this episode includes Joey Fishcrown, Dave Needleberg, and myself, Neil Catcher. Some of the stories featured here were produced for the stage by Shada Grandis, Annette Ferrara, and Ian Danny. End credit music by Snake Snake Snakes. This has been a Mortified Media production for Radiotopia, a network from Purex. Till next time, we remind you that we are freaks, we are fragile, and we all survive.